Without a goal, you'll never start. And without consistency, you'll never finish. And these two things are what fuels productivity. Hello, Pokeminders! And welcome to our weekly Pokepod, where we discuss everything related to mental well-being as well as our journey as a startup. I'm your host, Yusuf. And I'm your host, Sarah. And today, we're going to poke some minds. Hello, Pokeminders! And welcome back to our weekly Pokepod. Puka 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 <laughs> Today we have actually a special guest joining us, Lucas. Uh, he's gonna be talking about his experience with productivity. So stay tuned. So I would like to do things a little different already from the first episode. I would like to start by having a small recap of the past week. All right. So tell me what happened this week. So this week we participated in. The Collide event organized by KTH Innovation, which is just an event to connect investors and people in general to startups and where we got to hang out with very interesting people. <laughs> yeah, interesting is the, I think is the right word to use because people were from all over the place, right? Yeah. Like they, we had investors, we had people with startups, we had people just came in for fun. Some people just came for the food. I mean... So many people. It was so interesting. I'd be one of them for the food. <laughs> <laughs> but we also got to uh, showcase our products for the first time to a lot of users. So we've been working really hard on the minimum viable product the past week. And Yusuf, you got finally to work. Yes. And we got to try out a new feature, which we thought was going to be optional. But it ended up being a necessity rather than something that was just going to be like, oh, if you want it or not. Yeah, exactly. How do you feel about that? <laughs> it feels quite weird because it just shows how important it is to just go out and talk to people. Because you have this idea of something and then you realize that, crap, this is, this is not what I'm thinking. This is not what people think. And I mean, trying it out at home by yourself is different from other people trying it out as well, because we can get quite stuck in it, especially since we work with it every day. And I think it was really valuable to go out there and talk to people and also investors. We also got a lot of feedback on who this product can be tailored to. And it's something that we didn't think about. Yeah, sure. But I mean, the general advice for everyone out there that have random ideas, go out, test it with people, talk to people about it. It really does change everything. Yeah, I think the best thing about it is that you actually get inspired from people because they come up with ideas and they suggest things just because they're interested and they like what you do. Yeah, a conclusion from my general experience so far doing the startup is that people are not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a lot of trust issues, but now that I've communicated and talked to people. People can be quite nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, we had a person that was just there hanging out with us in the booth for like 45 minutes, I think. And the event itself was two hours. And he just did the demo over and over again with every person that came, which was super interesting to see. So for this week, we have an interesting topic. What is the topic today, sir? 
Today we're gonna talk about productivity and hopefully this time we don't say the actual word 100 <laughs> times. I tried to google like different synonyms for productivity. Let's just say there are not a lot. Yeah. Well, it's used interchangeably with efficiency, mm. but I don't think that it has the same definition. So we can start by defining productivity. Productivity is a the word itself has different meanings for different people. And the way I would describe what productivity is, an output. I've been raised to be an academic, basically. I am an academic now. And our output is measured by how many papers we get out there, how many workshops we have. It's not measured by anything that is not tangible. So I think my definition of productivity is just to have an output. Even though I know it's not the, the complete right definition of it, I think it is mine. That I have to get something out. I have to get an output during the day or by the end of the day to feel productive. I think that's quite interesting because for me it's completely different. The way I feel productive is more about whether I complete the tasks that I have for the day. Or maybe if I don't even have a to-do list, it's more about did I study? Did I do things that made me happy? Did I do something? Or did I just sit in front of the TV and watch all day? I think that's how I measure it. So even if I don't necessarily study or work, if I go out and do the things that I need to do, like grocery shopping or, I don't know, just normal household stuff, I still feel productive with the day and I still feel happy about it. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, it's weird from a, an academic point of view. I feel like yours is a bit looser than mine, right? The, the actual definition is quite broad. I wonder what it is on Google, though, if we can Google it quickly. Well, the definition on Google is how many tasks can you get done within a certain time period. How do you define a task then? That's up to you. <laughs> I mean, sometimes my to-do list, if I end up making a to-do list, I usually don't like making them because they stress me out. But I make them so general that I can just divide them over the next few days. Mm -hmm. So one task, for example, that I had was to go over the literature review and I keep postponing it like every day. Because it's such a big task that I can't just do it in one day and I know that. So I'm not too harsh towards myself about it. Yeah, that's actually a, a topic of what is harsh on you and what is the pressure that comes from productivity. But I would like to kind of have this loose definition of productivity. This is a definition that I would love to understand more. Is it including basically everything in the umbrella of being productive? Like, for example, having a talk with you, just having coffee with a friend. These things can be socially productive and can be emotionally productive rather than the very task-oriented way that we see productivity in. And I think we're quite different as well. I know that if you don't finish your tasks that you have on your to-do list, even if we're sitting down and just having dinner or watching TV afterwards and you haven't finished them up, I feel how tense you are yeah. and how itchy you are to go back to the computer to finish it up. Yeah. Whereas I only feel stressed to finish up things when I have a deadline. Otherwise, I'm super chill, I would say. But I tend to be the most productive when I am under pressure at the same time. Yeah, but again, if you are under pressure, you tend to be very task-oriented. Of course, no one, well, some people will have, oh, going for coffee as a, on their tasks list, if they feel like it's a task. But 
by the end of the day, if you have a day that is just full of coffees with friends or doing something for yourself, I don't think a lot of people count that as productive, including me. I see your point. I'm not sure if I see it as productive. I just see it as part of life. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel bad. Like, I know I can't be productive every single day. And that's not my thing to be productive every single day either. But I know that in this society that that we live in, there's this hustle grinding every day, every single minute situation happening. And I don't think it's healthy at all. Yeah. Um, because what if you just don't have anything to do and you can actually just sit down and relax but no it's a societal norm to always hustle to be able to be perceived as successful because yeah. as a person you're measured by your productivity and efficiency okay so this is the definition right and what you say is that society puts the pressure on you to be productive but what if we change that definition of how productive we are what if we include literally most of the tasks that we do in the day to be that productive like i have a problem right i can tell that very clearly <laughs> that i think to be useful during the day i will have to finish the tasks on my list that are very academic, you know, run this code, test this thing, all of these tasks are for me productive. But what I don't consider, for example, is going to the gym in the morning, even though that's very healthy, going for a walk, talking to you, having dinner in a quiet environment, and just having a discussion, sitting down and talking about our problems and how to solve them. These are all very productive tasks. But after I'm done, I still feel the need to finish the tasks that are on my task list, even though they might be even more important. But why do you feel that need? Like what makes you feel that you need to always be doing something or finishing up something? Isn't it better to measure your day with efficiency and the quality of your work rather than how many tasks you did? That's very correct. And I do think that quality nowadays is becoming more of an issue because everything moves super quickly and you have to catch up with so many things. So there has to be a drawback. There has to be something that you sacrifice, which is most of the time quality. And for me, I feel more fulfilled if I take off the tasks that I have rather than measure quality because measuring quality of the task or measuring the social reward even that I get from the task is very fuzzy. You can't really tick it off. You can't say, oh, today I've achieved perfect marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a bit hard. It's not a task, <laughs> first of all. But like the way I see it, it's more, is this task worth spending a lot of time on or not? Is it important? Does it need the quality or not? Do I just need to take it off? But there are things that if you don't put in the effort in them from the beginning, you might end up having to redo it, even though you ticked it off. Mm. And depends on what your goal is. I would rather be efficient in the things that I do. I don't necessarily count how many things I do in a day. To f it's more about, do I feel fulfilled at the end of the day or not from the tasks that I've done or from the things that I've done? It doesn't even have to be a task. Like if I talk to my mom, I feel fulfilled. And if we sit down and have dinner together, that is something that makes me happy. And of course, during the day, I would do my work and I will sometimes slack off, sometimes put in a lot of effort as well. Depends on my motivation for that day, how I'm feeling as well. 
Did I wake up on the wrong side of the bed or not? Like, there are so many other things that affect whether a day is productive or not. You talked about two important things. You talked about quality and you talked about fulfillment, right? Yeah. So both of them, they don't really have to correlate. They don't have to be the same thing. But I think my advice on quality regarding the tasks that require this kind of attention Generally, I feel like when I do something, it's more missing that column of how much time I need to spend on this. And this is an advice that I think everyone should have, basically in whatever form. I call it a column because I think in spreadsheets. But that column of how much quality does this need to be? And I think there are very famous methods in doing to-do lists, especially in doing startups and entrepreneurship, ranking it by priority So how fast do you need this to be? And ranking them also by quality of how much time do you need to put on this? This is very important. The second thing is fulfillment. How much does this task fulfill me? Whether socially, emotionally, or anything else, this is how much you would rank a task. Fulfillment. So having coffee with you in the morning, it's very fulfilling. That's that's a good start of the day. So I would put this task on top of my to-do list, even if I don't have a to-do list for it. It sets the mood for the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for the rest of the day. Kind of inspires you. You either get more motivated to do things or you don't. For example, yesterday we spent the whole morning just having coffee together. And that's not really productive in terms of work. We had a lot of work to do, but we started at around, I think, 1 p.m. And then we worked until 6. But for that time, I was just sitting down and working in... And I didn't feel like it was a burden to sit down. And I think that's because we spent so much time together in the morning that I just felt inspired to work. So sometimes you can spend like nine hours in front of a screen thinking you're doing things. But at the end of the day, you just realize you actually didn't do anything and you were just distracted the whole day because you just didn't feel like doing anything. And I just think you could have spent that time doing things that would have motivated you or inspired you to do your actual work afterwards. So going to the gym, for example, and coming back and then restarting might have been more helpful than just sitting there and not feeling inspired. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think being productive is such a personal thing. <laughs> Depends on how your mood is during the day and all of these things. And yeah, to be honest, I feel a bit uncomfortable calling or having this category of productivity. And I, I still feel weird when I say, oh, you need to be productive. It's just the whole concept is a societal definition of being productive. Whatever it is you're doing, either... if it will enable you to be more productive. It's a weird definition for me. So I feel a bit uncomfortable thinking about doing things to increase the output of the day. You know, yeah, it's a really nice concept to feel, like you said, fulfillment. But it's a very capitalistic aspect of it, right? Yeah. So you are measured by how much you're putting in and how much output you're getting, right? My question would be, are you doing it for yourself or for someone else? Exactly. And that's, even if it is for yourself, we became wired by the surroundings and by everything that is so capitalistic around us that this is how you measure it, whether it is for yourself or people. And the definition of it being for myself is what we discussed at the beginning, right? Yeah. So it becomes very complicated very quickly. And I just wish... We could just erase this wiring from our systems of, okay, I actually don't need to feel bad if I didn't meet my definition today. If I didn't finish all the tasks on my to-do list or I just felt fulfillment by just watching Netflix all day. 
I feel good sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least when we spend the day just watching, it's really nice. It is. It is. It's good for the soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You say that quite often. Like, it's good for the soul. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what soul? <laughs> You're like, I need, I need my brain to be functioning. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, my brain is functioning fine. So today we actually have a special guest with us. Uh, we have Lucas. He's a very humble person. He defined himself as a human, which uh, I love that idea. He is actually a psychologist, uh, maybe not now. Now he's deviating a lot with human-robot interaction. He's also a colleague of mine, and I would love to call him a friend as well. So yeah, now I will leave you with Lucas, where we discussed for him what productivity was and his experience. Lucas, can you tell us quickly about yourself? Okay, that's uh, tricky. There are many ways to define myself, <laughs> and I don't know which dimension to use. Hello, I'm Lucas. I'm a human from Spain, living in Stockholm, doing my PhD in between psychology and human-robot interaction. That's what defines me right now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next year is different, <laughs> but yeah. It's quite interesting to understand how people define themselves, especially when you ask them. It's like a special or a quick pitch idea, like a one-liner. Who are you? Yeah. And this is what defines you, right? Yeah, and actually whatever you choose as labels also defines you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you are not choosing others <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah i i said right now uh, yeah. that me meaning that my life is my phd right now which is sad but it's uh, how it is yeah so i guess you have a lot of opinions on productivity and how productivity kind of pressures you and mm. what is procrastination and yeah. how does procrastination kind of affects that yeah. and i'm an expert as a phd student <laughs> in, in this kind of thing yeah. so what do you think productivity is and who defines you being productive or not i think the rest of the world mm. We compare to the average or to whoever inside this cloud of people around us yeah. we want. So that's up to you. The up to you or up to the environment in the case of academia, where <laughs> which is, I guess, my topic, that is defined by the number of publications and by the what others are doing. You can still feel great about what you do and feel productive, but if the measure is taken by other people, then you are going to use the same measure in the end. Yeah, true. So, yeah. so no matter how productive you feel, that in the end of the day, if you compare it with other people, maybe you are not productive at all, which is horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> no. What do you think is like the best approach to kind of get around that feeling, to move over from, oh, I think I'm productive today, yet if you see someone else's work or you see someone, oh, they're super productive, you feel less of a person, you feel less productive. How, how do you get around that? I learned what I can do and what I feel comfortable doing and still find myself more or less comfortable in the metric. So I have seen like awesome people, super productive. And at some point it's like, okay, 
maybe I don't need to reach that point and still be productive. So that's how I deal with it. I guess that I learned to know that it's okay not to be perfect and I'm fine with it. Let's say that like the moment the competition is real in the sense that you need a job and there are other people better than you and then okay but in terms of uh, my, how I feel about it I feel that it's okay not to be perfect. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if this is answering your question. It but, does. It is. But, but it, it's honest. Yeah. <laughs> so least. it's more of the perspective that you have of yourself. Mm. Of the, okay, I might not be as productive as I should be or how society defines productive, but I'm okay with that. I've made my peace. Or, or reaching like at least the average of mm. what's... I, I mean, I think it's very difficult just to ignore what's outside your control. Mm. So I guess it's a mix of reaching certain standards, but not getting too crazy about it, not feeling too bad about it. As I said, I, I mentioned average and not like a, the max. I feel okay with average. And the average can be quite high, depending on which discipline or group of people you are comparing to. So yeah. Don't you think average might be a problematic way to see productivity? So if I, for example, think, oh, I want to do average productivity today, and that is my average productivity for the day, I defined it as average, and today I just couldn't get to average. Wouldn't that be affecting yeah. me that much? Yeah, but average is average. Average means that one day you're not going to do anything and the other you are gonna do more than you were expecting to sure. i learned not to feel guilty if one day is not working mm. because i know that another day i might be more inspired and or a weekend i will need to work so i made peace with that yeah so in terms of like if we're talking about days i don't think i feel guilty if one day it just doesn't work because we are humans not machines so it happens but <laughs> what if you're like i get this urge every day that if the day i didn't label as productive i feel bad going to bed i feel bad but at the same time i'm aware that i shouldn't feel bad yeah so one thing is the theory and the other is the practice. But it's good to remind yourself and see the big picture that it's okay. Mm. But I understand the guilt. I get it. Do you have any advice that would you think that there is a way to overcome this pressure, this constant need to be productive every day, even though productivity that I have during my day i have the standard of very high productivity which is my definition of average mm. how do you actually go over that and not feel guilty i think it's related with what i said before it's about uh, seeing the big picture and also we were talking about it before we started recording like well we were having dinner so i was telling you like for example i feel like i need to be super productive always mm -hmm. But unless there is like a killing deadline, I sleep my my eight hours or seven hours. Uh, that's sacred. And why is that? Because I know that the day after I'm not gonna be able to do anything if I haven't slept well. So my point is to see the big picture. One day where it was not perfect, like your productivity, it's fine because tomorrow is another day and you want to be ready for the next day. But yeah, like I understand exceptions. I understand like deadlines. So if you have a deadline and you sleep four hours, but the day after you can rest because you fulfill the deadline, that's a different thing. But in my context, which is the PhD, so it's a marathon. 
Yeah. It's not about days. It's about five or four years of constant work, and it's okay that not every day is perfect. Yeah. So that's how I see it. I mean, it's a really good perspective of it's okay. But as I told you, is that that's the theory, and that yeah. has to be like very clear to you because the guilt's gonna be there. So that's like the vaccine against that guilt. But then, of course, if you have four days in a row where everything is shit and you are not like sick or you don't have like, a, then yeah, I understand that's a problem. Yeah. But maybe you are not motivated. I mean, also like it's the, this pressure that we put ourselves. If that happens, maybe you need to wonder why are you doing what you are doing, and it's okay to change as well. I feel like there's a lot of reflection that should happen when you feel that urge or the constant need to meet your own unrealistic expectations. Mm. So you have to learn to have like more realistic expectations. That's a big part of it. Yeah, well. exactly. But I mean, if you sit down and kind of reflect slightly on why you do this, I feel like it mostly always comes back to the idea that you felt originally or you were raised in a certain way that, okay, I always feel that I'm not enough or I this defines me of being productive every day. Mm -hmm. So this expectation of reaching this unrealistic level of productivity, I feel like it always stems from this way. Like I was raised to always feel like, oh, I, I need to be very smart for my parents to tell me, oh, this is mm -hmm. a good job. You've done this. I need to yeah. get the best grades. I need to do everything in this unrealistic, constantly amazing way, which obviously as a kid puts yeah, shit tons of pressure that's, that's, on that's you. That's not healthy. <laughs> Yeah. And it stays, you know, it stays until today. I feel like, okay, if I'm productive today, I'm just, I'm not satisfied. Mm. Even though there's no one for me to impress, there's no one. No, it's their own thing. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think sometimes also we forget that life is not just that. Mm. And I also thought a lot about this, like we should not define ourselves in terms, like we were talking about that in the beginning, like what... Like, what labels do you choose to define yourself? I don't think it's healthy to use the productive label as something to define yourself. Like, And I'll also think, <laughs> I, I don't know, that's also a little bit my perspective, that this is a very capitalist concept. <laughs> the idea that you are worth what you produce. It might be different. It's your project and everything, and maybe you, well, you have your company. So I think these are different things because these are like your personal projects at the end of the day. But for example, for someone, who works in a company I find a little bit sickening this idea that people are killing themselves because they want to be productive and they exploit themselves and at the end of the day it's just a job that they should be doing for a living but they are living for this job and I find that crazy and it makes me sad that they forget that they are more than how productive they are but yeah, that's another perspective and uh, it depends on the context all right perfect Thank you so much, Lucas. Thank and, you. <laughs> uh, it's been really nice having you here. Uh, <laughs> Thanks a lot. And it's always nice to bring people to talk about their experiences, mm -hmm. not as experts and not as... Okay. That's uh, good because I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anyone to think that I'm anything Yeah, like exactly. It's just to share your experience yeah. and kind of just as humans, like you said, your first definition of yourself was, I'm a human. Yeah, I also use Spanish and I don't know why. <laughs> that's, that's a level. I'm not very national. Like, <laughs> but, yeah. 
yeah. and that's fine. I mean, uh, we define ourselves however we want. Um, <laughs> and the most beautiful definition is human. Because yeah. it's something that it's not as intuitive as people might think to be human. And yeah. uh, I'm glad you are. And from my experience <laughs> with you, you are very much human. Thank you. <laughs> so. I guess <laughs> in the good way, in the good human way. Yeah. So thank you so much for today. Thanks and, for having uh, me. For sure, if you can, we can bring you over to give us your insights on yeah. topics that we talk about. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be happy to do so. Perfect. Thank you, Lucas. Thanks. So yeah, that was that was quite interesting. Uh, hearing Lucas talk about his experience and how he sees productivity, and I mean, you can probably tell from that very easily that he has a different definition of what a productive person is, and. I think that's really nice. But again, I'm I'm really upvoting for people to have this very loose definition, very anything that can be fulfilling. As you said, I think it's a very important point, fulfillment. Anything that's fulfilling can be very, very productive. Yeah, and I think what I liked the most about the discussion was that he focused a lot about not beating yourself up about whether you were productive or not. If you don't feel like one day is that productive in your eyes then you shouldn't feel too bad about it just resume the next day and try to make the most out of it instead of dwelling on the past because that's not gonna give you time back it would just make you feel bad and that's even less productive i suppose so what do you think about that i think i really enjoyed that part he very specifically said look at the big picture I think uh, I can put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> Look at the big picture. And this is one of the most important things that people should measure their output on. Where were you last year? Where are you now? And what if you're not where you want? It's fine. You can look at the big picture, you can have ambitions, you can have aspirations to be a better person. And that's the bigger picture. Yeah, and I think it's all a journey rather than how much work did I do today and how much work did I do yesterday. It's all about the accumulated work and like even if you didn't reach your goals necessarily for that year or for that period, I think what's important is to continue working towards it without feeling discouraged. Not giving up is more important. So, Sarah, do you have any tips for us to kind of get over the fact that you have to be productive today or the world will fall apart. It's been a long journey of finding that out. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the thing that helped me a lot was that I realized that I don't work the same as everyone else. I don't need to be comparing my output to anyone else's output because where I am is not where they are and I need different things. So what helped me was that I started making also more realistic to-do lists um, so I don't put like a hundred thousand tasks on the same day and expect myself to finish up everything. Uh, if I don't finish up everything, I just move it to the day after. If I have a deadline and I still need to finish up a few things, I can just reprioritize things and make sure that it's aligned with where I'm heading. So basically just comparing yourself to yourself. Exactly. I think that's a very important advice, especially for people that are doing a lot of self-improvement and self-reflections to kind of have these 
time periods that you sit down and just understand where you're headed and what you're doing and where you are on that map of where you want to be. And that at the same time, not just will make you more productive, it will also give you this fulfillment of what I was in the past is not me now. And I have gone this journey, I've taken these steps towards myself to be better. And comparing yourself to others will not lead you anywhere. Yes, for sure, give you temporary motivation to be like, oh, this person has done this when he was 12. I'm 25. And I have not done any of that. Yeah. It will just give you that very temporary, high pressure, loaded motivation. And then it will just fade away rather than comparing yourself with yourself. And that will give you this consistent, ambitious motivation that is fueled with positivity rather than other negative emotions. Yeah, but I also think that it's quite important to know that you might not always be motivated to do things. You just have to do them. And just getting them done will make you feel good as well. Also, evaluating the task based on its importance is something that has also helped me. Like, do I want to spend time on it or not? If I don't, just do it and get it over with. If it's something that means a little bit more to me, I've found other ways to do it and to motivate myself. For example, I love to go and sit in cafes, put my headphones on and just get me a croissant and enjoy myself working. She loves her croissants. I, I, I love my croissants. And they have to be very buttery. <laughs> <laughs> so that is something that works for me. I know that if I'm sitting in a cafe, I'm not going to move around. I'm not going to be distracted by anything else. Also, I do it by myself most of the time rather than go with a friend. Because I know that if I sit with a friend, I'm not getting anything done. I see. A lot of things to unpack there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Especially sitting with a friend, it can relate back to fulfillment, it can relate back to how you feel socially instead of doing very narrow tasks that you have to just get it over with. Depends on the priorities again. Like what are you trying to achieve? Like are you trying to fulfill yourself emotionally or work related? Yeah, I think it's uh, super important to kind of have this priority of I have these things that need to be done I have to put it as a priority compared to I have to get my self fulfillment out of so yeah I I think it's a very important tip for everyone to use to put things in a priority to know what kind of things that gets you going what gets you creative Get coffee, get a croissant, whatever it is. Yeah, put yourself in the right mood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also know what are you trying to achieve from doing that task. Because not knowing what you're trying to do can kind of elongate the task itself. And you might deviate from it instead. Yes, this is amazing, actually. I was just listening to Denzel Washington talking about goals and consistency. So he was saying that you must have both to be able to get what you want. And this is a perfect example. I mean, yes, you sit down and do a task. You must have a goal and you must have consistency of giving yourself enough motivation to sit and do this task. So, yeah, I mean... 
goal is something that is extremely important to not just one task, it's just a series of tasks. And every task does consume a certain amount of willpower. And that is the part that needs consistency, that needs dedication. So the code that Denzel Washington was talking about is without a goal, you'll never start. And without consistency, you'll never finish. And these two things are what fuels productivity, what gets you there and makes you achieve what you want to be. Again, touching with all the things that we just discussed, without comparing yourself to others, without having these fuzzy definitions of productivity, I think these are the most important things. And that's beautiful. It's all about the average productivity, as Lucas was talking about, and whether you're consistent with your work or not. And with that, we end our episode today about productivity. And just a conclusion, don't compare yourself to others. Have a very, very wide aspect of what productivity is. Have goals, be consistent, and don't be hard on yourself. Just do you, and you'll be fine. <laughs> So that would be the end of today's episode. You were with your host, Yusuf. And your host, Sarah. And we hope today that we poked some minds. See ya! See ya!